The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. Legends are born every year. Plus, plays are recalled for generations. And we bitch and we moan and groan about it. Those refs stink. And for nearly three decades, one host has lived and talked about each and every moment. Lynch in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh, my God! It's picked off at the goal line! It's picked off! It's picked off! It's Tracy Porter again! Covering his 29th Super Bowl. You can't spell Super Bowl without Tony Bruno. S-U-P. Oh, wait. Never mind. It's the Tony Bruno Show from Radio Row, San Francisco. Well, not. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. Well, not really. Although it is a comedy here, it is Radio Row. You are listening live to what has become the first actual day of insanity here in the Bay Area, home of Super Bowl 50. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin, a good friend Jackie's here, a buddy Vasu's here, and we are in the middle of what is an absolutely madhouse where the Radio Row and NFL experience come together as one, and all kinds of people are walking around. He was right in front of us, Robin. I know. I'm staring at him, and I'm a little bit dreamy, googly-eyed. Josh Demel is here. I mean, everybody walks around Radio Row, and it's no longer Radio Row. It started out as Radio Row, but I want to thank the media for continuing the tradition of calling this Radio Row, because when Super Bowl Radio Row started, it was primarily radio hosts. Now, Radio Row is every television network, every satellite network, every blogger, every uh, Sirius XM show, every CBS Yahoo, you name it. There are shows I've never even heard of that are here. And one thing I can say, that there are very few people who have not heard of the Tony Bruno show. I'll say that right now, Robin, as you know. I agree. 
You're okay. everywhere, Tony. You are the king of Radio Row. I should have a throne. I should have had Vasu <laughs> failed in his responsibility out here in the Bay Area of San Jose and vicinity to get me the proper throne that was necessary to be elevated to my position here as the king of Radio Row. You know what I'm saying? I said Josh Dumel. No, but I think it's perhaps, isn't it pronounced Duhamel? No, it's pronounced Dumel. It, it is? looks like uh, Duhamel because that's the way it's spelled. Oh, see, my bad. I, I don't, hate I to just, do it to oh, you already, Robin. I get the bump, bumpy bump right I off the bat. I even said it's Dash, Josh Dumel, even though it's pronounced, it's spelled Duhamel, D-U-H-A-M-E-L. But it's Josh Dumel. I think everybody must mispronounce it then. Except me, because I got it right, and then you corrected me and got it wrong. Why would you correct me when I'm wrong? I don't mind being corrected when I'm wrong. Don't correct me when I'm right, Robin. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Meanwhile, we just had lunch at uh, my buddy, Mr. Julio Tempesta, who's more than my buddy. He's my brother. So San Francisco, one of my favorite places on earth. And uh, I don't know what that noise is, but it keeps popping up. And we're going to take calls, too. We'll have some great interviews to play. We'll have some live guests popping on for the next hour and a half. We felt obligated to do a live podcast today because we did one Monday from Comedy Sports in San Jose. We're going to do another big one on Super Bowl Sunday. But certainly... It's Wednesday, and normally we do our live podcast Wednesdays from 7 to 9 at Comedy Sports Philly. We'll be back there next Wednesday night in Philadelphia. But here on Radio Row, this is actually our first live Radio Row show. We've done periscopes from here. Correct. We've done a bunch of interviews when we're walking around during the day. But since we don't have a daily locked-in radio show, that's the advantage of schmoozing and walking around and seeing all the people and grabbing all the guests. And we are good at schmoozing. Yes, we are. And nobody schmoozes like I do. I don't even have to schmooze. I just walk 10 feet and run into somebody else that I've had the pleasure of knowing and working with. So it's been a lot of fun so far. It's Wednesday. And as I mentioned, uh, every Super Bowl week starts the same. Nobody's here on Monday. You walk around. You can shoot a cannon through Radio Row. Tuesday, a couple more stragglers come in. Wednesday is when, like, all the people come in because they figure, if I'm a legitimate radio show or a network and I'm not on the air by Wednesday of Super Bowl week, I'm not a legitimate radio show or network. So everybody's here now, and it's a lot of fun. People walking around. You get to see all the uh, celebrities. And the uh, mentioned NFL experience is uh, walking through here. People are walking through. And, the, and now the fans who pay to go do all the NFL experience stuff get a chance to walk around. And we're like cattle. So we're like corralled in all these areas with all these different tables. And fans walk by. And luckily here in the Bay Area, where a lot of people know me, People actually ask me for autographs. I know. I'm signing like baseballs. It's like you're special or something. I'm not really used to that. I don't like signing flat objects, so if there are any uh, women who are curvy, I will be happy to sign uh, non-flat objects because that's what I do. Meanwhile, our good friend Jackie's here. Speaking of non-flat objects, our good friend Jackie <laughs> from back in uh, the California area. Jackie and Johnny, great friends out there in Marina Del Rey. I know. She she spent many a red wine Friday night with... Okay, yes, where did. is that coming from? I don't know. Is it my tablet or yours? I don't know. It's very annoying. Well, you know, you're going to hear a lot of noise because right next to us is the uh, VIP boutique here on Radio Row. So you're going to hear there's all kinds of games and footballs being thrown around and taking pictures. And this is a great... And this is what the NFL has done. They want the fans to interact and see people sitting at tables doing radio and TV shows. And a lot of the big shows, I mean, my buddy Craig Carton, who I used to work with in Philly, is here. With, he works with Boomer Esiason, the Boomer and Carton show here. All the big national shows are here. So it's been a fun week so far, and we're already worn out. 
and it's only Wednesday. Is that a good sign or a bad sign, Robin? I think it's a good sign. That means that we're doing lots of stuff. Meanwhile, I, and I'm the oldest person here by far, yet last night around midnight, when our day, which started at 7, wound down at, nine, at midnight, Robin was absolutely shot. Not drunk, not because she ran around too much. She was absolutely incapable of lasting another five minutes. And that's usually guys' situation. The guys are the ones who are usually incapable of lasting another five minutes, but not this time. Miss Robin was shot. Shot, 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 shot. Everybody. <laughs> wow. Although, who fell asleep first, Mr. Mr. Bruno? Last night? Yes. Who fell asleep first? Not me. Yes, you. No way. Oh, yes, you. Yes, way. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business, as Jose would say on a What Up Wednesday. Now, is our phone situation straightened out today or no, Robin? Yes. We, um, I, I'm hooked up to both Mixler and Blog Talk Radio, streaming through both. And in just a moment, I will be assisting the fabulous Vasu in getting him situated so he can start screening phones. But in the meantime, if you want to get in, you can call us on said call screener at area code 717-363-TONY, mm -hmm. which is 8669 as well. So 717-363-TONY-8669. Um, and get in line, and we will be able to take live phone calls if all goes well with a stupid internet. And if you want to talk on the show, you just press 1, and you automatically go into the queue system so we know you're ready to talk. And so our buddy Luigi, back home, actually with a rare Wednesday off, because he's usually working on the podcast, we called him earlier today and say, hey, Luigi, we're going to do a podcast. You want to be a part of it? He said, nah, I got stuff to do. So Luigi, not a part of it tonight. And I'm not going to rip the guy. No, I mean, he never gets any time off, exactly. ever. So he gets a rare Wednesday off, and he's been working hard on next Wednesday's Philly podcast at Comedy Sports Philly with all kinds of great goodies. I mean, we're going to have all kinds of Valentine stuff giveaways. It's going to be a fun it show. It is amazing what Luigi has accomplished while we were gone. We should leave more often. <laughs> exactly. We're going to have the Peekaboo review. My buddy Ooh. Harry Mays will be back making another appearance on the podcast. And as I mentioned, all kinds of great giveaways. It's going to be a fun show. Next Wednesday, what day is That's actually Ash Wednesday next Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Is it not? I actually I, I got up this morning and thought today was Ash Wednesday. But it's actually next Wednesday. And then, of course, Mardi Gras will be next Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. And uh, we'll be doing a show live at Comedy Sports Philly. Don't forget, you can go online and get your tickets for that at TonyBrunoShow.com. Go in there, you'll see tickets to the podcast live. And then order your tickets, and you'll be a part of our audience next week in Comedy Sports Philadelphia back in uh, on Sansom Street right across from Helium Comedy Club. So that's going to be a big pre-Valentine's pre Day show. So I want all you sweethearts out there who listen, make sure you come on by. In fact, if you're a guy who wants to bring his girlfriend, come on by, you have a chance to win something. Then you'll be off the hook and won't have to go out and spend a lot of money and buy her a Valentine's present. And then I'll get all the credit and you get all the action. See, you get your bring your girlfriend, you win something, she's going to love you. You're going to get the action, but then she's also going to be forever indebted to me. So that when you split up eventually, then she'll come calling me and saying, Tony, I remember you took care of me on Valentine's Day 2016. My boyfriend, he's long gone now, but I'll always remember you, Mr. Tony Bruna. 
I can't even remember the phone number now, and I have it written down in front of me. 717-362-TONY. That's the number if you want to call in. It's a Wednesday evening on the East Coast, just after 4 o'clock here in San Francisco. The weather's really been nice. You know, they were talking about El Nino and all this bad weather coming in, the traffic. One thing about Super Bowl media, local television stations, and, you know, San Francisco hasn't had a Super Bowl, so the, the local television stations have been doing what local television stations do all over, especially when there's a storm coming. They panic and overreact. And so they've scared the entire Bay Area of, of uh, Northern California into thinking that you can't leave your house or else you're going to be stuck in monumental traffic jams. And I'm telling you right now, we've been driving around on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, today, and the traffic has been virtually non-existent. I mean, even here around the Moscone Center, which is the media headquarters, they have a couple of streets blocked, but it's not one of those impassable situations Correct. where if you're driving in the city... I, I mean, mean you might have to go a little bit of out of your way, and I'm sure it's going to get a little bit worse. No, it's going to get worse as we get to yeah. the weekend, certainly. But remember, most people who go to Super Bowls do not go for an entire week. They're not there Sunday to Sunday. It's a very expensive proposition. Forget about the ticket prices. I mean, they're off the chains. But, yeah, you know, San Francisco, a very expensive city. You've got hotels that you have to book. You know, you've got to find tickets. First of all, the teams don't find out until – that's why the NFL changed it, because it used to be the championship games were played on Sunday, and then that next day the two teams that win would go to the Super Bowl city. That means the, the players are set because they already know the hotels, even though they don't know who's going to win. Right. But then the fans of those teams would have to immediately book airfare, airline tickets to go to the Super Bowl city, uh -huh. hotel rooms at the last minute. And then by the time they would actually get going, they wouldn't be able to get here till Wednesday or Thursday. So they give you the two weeks so that people actually have time to plan and head to the Super Bowl city, knowing that their team is in it. And in this case, Denver and, of course, the uh, Carolina Panthers here all week. So that's why they changed it to two weeks. I don't like the delay. Not as bad as college football, though. They wait a month between their last game and then the championship game, which is absurd. But that's another story for another show. Meanwhile, we have, we've talked to so many people this week, and we'll play some of those interviews. Uh, we'll maybe get some people pop by here live in the next hour and a half. Our good buddy uh, tomorrow will be getting a lot of folks come by. Correct. Jay Moore, my buddy Jay Moore, who's on the air on Fox Sports Radio nationally. We'll get him tomorrow. I mean, people don't understand. Like, if I, I wish people could have a visit, uh, like, visual of how things are going on because there's so many different things going on at once. People have so many different schedules. They're running around. And so when you – it's so much easier for Tony because he kind of, like, knows everybody and everybody knows him. So he can grab people as they're walking along unless they have something scheduled immediately that moment. And then right. they're like, we'll be right back with you. Like Josh Dumel, you know, I recognize. He saw me, and he actually smiled, so I think he recognized me. Or he just smiles at guys, even though he's married to Fergie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the deal is. But I, I, so I went over, and I said, I want to get... So he had, like, three PR people with him, because they walk him around, and they right. schedule, and they tell one station, hey, I mean, he's going to come over here. So I went up to him. He has three PR people with him. And I'm like, can I get Josh to come over on the show? And, oh, well, we'll see if we can get him on. He's, uh, you know, and he's doing all these other shows. I have no idea what they are, and I don't, I don't care. That's fine. He can do any show he wants, but then I want to make sure he comes over here. So hopefully we'll get him over here in the next half hour. But uh, he's been in all the Transformer movies. He's been in a lot of TV shows. He's been in like 30 movies and uh, was on All My Children. Josh Dumel, good-looking guy, too. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot, actually. He's, he's one of those very versatile uh, mm -hmm. actors. He can look a pretty boy. He can look rough. He can Didn't he play the military guy in the Transformer movies? I believe he was like one of the military guys. 
Yeah, he was one of the people that made sure when the Transformers came down, we had to blow them up. And we blew them up eventually. But then we realized that some of them were good Transformers and some of them were bad Transformers. I actually met a couple of good Transformers last night in uh, Union Square walking around. <laughs> I know they were good Transformers because they were smiling. If there were bad Transformers, they would have blown me up or done something. I, I think you're thinking of something else that starts with trans, Tony. No, I Tony. think they're Transformers. <laughs> That's the politically correct way to refer to these people who I admire deeply. Transformers here in the Bay Area. Any man willing to wear heels all day long has my full support. Any woman willing to wear heels all day long has That's my full too. support. <laughs> now, i got to put Vasu on here now, because Vasu is one of my buddies. We've known him a while. We'll turn the mic on. He's actually responsible for helping doing a lot of the leg work. And he does a lot of leg work when he's in town, because he's always chasing the legs in and around the San Jose and vicinity Bay Area. Tony, I live here, please. <laughs> Vasu Valaparty, baby. And that's not his fake name. That's his real name, Valaparty. You know what? Any name that has party as part of the name. Exactly. How fantastic is that? I may my name to Tony Brew Party. Brew Party. Brew I like party. that. Brew like Party. That, that means could... like beer. It would be like a beer party. It would Tony be. Tony Brew Party. Does do that think? mean that you would like, could you become like an honorary Indian? Exactly. <laughs> Well, I know, uh, I know one Sonny of the great... Sonny Leone. Sonny Leone, who's one of the biggest Bollywood stars right now. I have pictures with uh, Sonny Leone hugging me on my birthday. Did you ever see those pictures? I, I mean, not she was see fully those. clothed. But Vasu, you've been doing a great job, man. We've been hanging out. Vasu is here on your first radio row, right? No, this is my actually my second, is third really? one. Third one, yeah. I was in New Orleans after 9-11. Well, that's after a the while ago, Yeah. I forgot. It's a lot bigger than even it was in New Orleans. Oh, I mean, every year it gets more and more crazy. Yeah. Because more and more media, and there's, there's more of it. I mean, there's blogs, there's like Bleacher. All these things five years yeah. ago, half of the people here yeah. didn't exist. Like Bleacher Report Radio didn't exist. These were primarily websites. A lot more podcasts than 10 years ago. Absolutely. Well, why do you think I'm the guy who's like the king of the podcast? You are the king, Tony. Thank you. You're following the orders very, very well, Vasu. The check is in the mail. Thank you. I even had uh, Vasu come over to meet my, my brother, Mr. Julio Tempesta. And my favorite restaurant he once again fed us very, very well. And I got to give a shout out, by the way, to my dear friend, the lovely Michaela Tempesta. Her birthday today. We had to go over and see her for her birthday. She gets more beautiful every single year. It's I got to post a picture of her. One of the most beautiful women on earth, Michaela Tempesta. God, how spectacular is she? And she's a great friend, and we love her to death. And we just went over there. We couldn't even, I had one cocktail, that's it. To show you my dedication. When most people are drinking all day here on Super Bowl week, I had one vodka crayon today. That was it. Now, I had a lot of red wine last night. I mean, we polished a lot, of, but we weren't working. That was dinner and the after party. But today, one it was a one martini lunch, Vasu. Were we right? Am I, I, I noticed that. And you know why? You only, you're so professional, and you are the king, and that's why. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Wow. He's good. He's he good. good. We need to bring him around more often. Exactly. None of this, you know, Luigi giving you crap thing. Yeah, you see the respect I get out here? <laughs> I'm back home in Philly. People are like, ah, you're an idiot. I come out here, I got people like throwing rose petals in front of me. And there aren't even any roses around. <laughs> They'll go out and find a beautiful rose garden. Buy the roses. <laughs> steal the roses. Steal roses from somebody's beautiful garden. And then spread the petals in front of me as I walk down the streets of San Francisco. Okay, you know what? We really don't need that. Not since Michael Douglas 
was a big star on the streets of San Francisco. Who was his Who was his partner in that TV oh, show? Everybody the guy remembers with the big young nose. Michael Douglas. Basu, oh. do you remember the streets of San Francisco? Absolutely, Carl Malden. Yes. Carl Malden is the correct answer. You know, when you I were going to win a cocktail party with Tony Bruno on Sunday down there in San Jose at the Glass House. I have you know a what? streets of San Francisco story. <laughs> I have a streets of San Francisco story. My stepmother, when she first met my dad, lived up on Partrero Hill, and I would come visit my dad during the summer, and uh, we were at her place up in Portrero Hill when they blocked off all those streets and they were shooting the streets of San Francisco right outside her window and my dad and I went out there and we looked and we were able to watch one of the scenes and we got to see like the stunt of where they like you know they, they because they always had a car being chased and going over one of those hills and then it shoots into the air yeah that was cool long before the Dukes of Hazard made jumping into the air with confederate flags on the hoods or, or the summer X games or summer X games yeah but no, I love San Francisco, and I, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's unbelievable how, how much love there is out here. There's almost too much love for me to handle, and I'm not used to this kind of love. There's never enough. There's, well, you're right. I just, as Barry White once said, it's just not enough, baby. It's just not enough. Meanwhile, now what's going on with the phones, Robin, now? Because you can see the call screener, and I cannot. Yes, so here's the deal, is that once again, Internet, even though we have Aren't we in the Silicon Valley? messages from AT&T and Verizon and Xfinity and all of these companies saying, oh, T-Mobile, don't worry. Sprint. Yes, all of them. All of them have said, we have doubled, quadrupled, 10 times folded our Internet service, and it's going to be absolutely no issue. And in, this gigantic, and in this gigantic convention center, the Moscone Center, there must be... There are thousands of people in here, right? At least a thousand people right now. Correct. Every single person in this room, in this gigantic hall, is on a device of some kind. Correct. Now, I'm no computer expert or bandwidth expert or data expert. I can't imagine there being enough data to handle all these people. Can you? I think that there's an issue. As a matter of fact, I know that there's an issue. But we're on, though, right? We're I mean, we're on. It's just, that it's, it's just that I, I am trying to connect Vasu to the call screener through his spot. We're trying to use two separate hotspots. I'm using mine to stream. He's using his to, to connect to the call screener. And right at the moment, it's not working. So I'm, I'm efforting it very much. Very much? Yes, very much. That sounds right. I'm efforting. I don't think, I don't think I'm very efforting much? it very much. That's like that we not, love you long not, time. It's in that same I'm, vein. I'm okay. efforting it a lot. I'm efforting it greatly. You're extra efforting it. Extra efforting it. There we go. <laughs> that is what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, we're live here on Radio Row, and uh, we have some folks stop by here, and we got some interviews we'll play that we recorded earlier. Yes, we actually, we have a native Philadelphian coming up. Not, I don't actually don't know if she's native. I'm assuming she's native, but she's from Philly. We know her. We love her. She's going to be coming up in just a few minutes. Talking about all the memories. Because people have been texting me and tweeting me today. Hey, Tony, what's the, my, my wife's a big Denver Bronco fan. What's the street value on tickets right now? And I got to say this, and we've, you know, we've only been in the city for two days, but I have not seen the normal, I'm who's selling Super Bowl tickets, who's buying Super Bowl tickets crowd. Because normally you see that everywhere. And you'll see it in front of the hotels later in the week. And so I haven't seen, I don't know what the street price is because I haven't seen anybody selling. So 
The best place to go is, I guess, go online and look up ticket vendors. And if you're coming out here and you want to try to buy something on the street, you'll see it as we get closer to the weekend. You'll see people, but I'm hearing the prices are 3000 and up. And it depends on where you want to sit. Now, Vasu, you're a guy who has scalped tickets in your day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And has sold tickets and bought tickets without having to go to all those second-line retailer locations. Who told you this? Uh, I'm guessing. Okay, that's a good like guess. You look like the kind of guy who would guess. do that. That's a good guess. Now, what are you hearing on the streets? Because you're a street guy. Well, as you know, I keep my ear to the ground completely, 1,000% of the time, because I need information. Because like the other night when we did our show at Comedy Sports, we're saying, okay, we're going to this other party at the Glass House where we're doing our Super Bowl party. Do we take the car out of the garage and drive there, or should we walk? And Vasu from San Jose says, oh, it's only a block and a half. Let's walk. Don't take your car out of the garage because you may not find a parking spot near the location of the glass house. So we're thinking local knowledge. I don't know how far it is to the glass house. And what, and what happened with that? We walked and we and walked and we walked. It was and about not a mile a later, a <laughs> that block and a half became a one-mile walk late at night, deeper into the night. And the lovely Lauren and I were wearing high heels. Exactly. Which is never And I wasn't wearing heels, and my feet were hurting from walking around and running around all day on trains and buses and stuff. So Vasu... Planes and trains and automobiles. I don't know if it's because you're using the metric system or whatever you're using, but your description and ability... Because I'm terrible at math. I'm the worst at math. But I know the difference between a block and a half and a mile and a half. Well, in my defense, I did see all the parking when we went in, and there was no parking. So it would have been another 20 minutes. I mean, he is correct. There wasn't parking very, very close by. We might have been able to get halfway closer, but... You can't be that far off. I'm sorry. But Miss Robin and Jenna, my friend, were were both complaining. Of course they were. Oh, Jenna? Yeah, Jenna. What did you call her, Lauren? I called her Lauren. Oh, I thought there was a fifth person with us in the group. There could Why have been if I had worked anyway, that room a little Jenna, harder. Sorry, sorry <laughs> Jenna, if you're of, listening. There were a lot I, of potential Jennas in there. <laughs> I think I might have had one too many Mars vodkas. Exactly. They were good, though. Can I we know. promote them a little bit? Jeez. Mars Poor vodkas. Jackie's going to leave. She's not even going to be at our big Super Bowl party on Sunday down there in San Jose at the Glass House. And now people, the word's out on the street. Because when I came in here today, there was a guy out in front of the Moscone Center. Hey, Tony Bruno, can you, can you hook me up with some, some discount tickets for your Super Bowl party? I said it's only 50 bucks if you get order early, and if you want a table service, it's 300 bucks for four people. Where are you going to beat that with bottle service? This is the Super Bowl. This isn't some club in Vegas where they're, listen, they're nice, where you got to pay $50 to get in, and you get nothing for $50. You get to stand in line like cattle. Not at my Super Bowl party. There's going to be action. And if you saw some of the periscopes and some of the pictures from the Monday night party, how off the chains was that, man? That was unbelievable. For not even being prepared to go to a party like that? That was like being, yeah, we, we had no idea what to expect. I thought it was going to be a little gathering. I mean, this place was jamming. And there were women, and they were all over me. They were all, and I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a guy who has women coming up to me. But there was something special going on in that room the other night, Robin. Did you notice? I, I think there was. I was feeling it. I was feeling the energy. I was feeling it, too. <laughs> I was feeling a lot of women, like, kissing me and... I wouldn't kiss him on the mouth, though. I just said, please, just on the cheek. That comes we, Sunday. We can kiss on the mouth on Sunday. <laughs> and depending on which team I pick, if you're along with me, there'll be a lot of mouth kissing. Really? I was kissing men on the mouth last night. Well, that was different. That's Italian. Yeah, exactly. And he's my, like, brother from another mother. Yes. And, and he's very, very kissy. I was being manhandled by a man last night. 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. That sounds so wrong. I was, I've never had a man manhandle me like that. Well, he was very, very excited. <laughs> That's where the to term manhandle us. came from. I think Julio Tempesta is the originator of the term manhandle, because when he's affectionate, and he's an affectionate Italian guy from Italy, he's unbelievable. He's a great guy. That's who you met, uh, Julio, for the first time today, did you? Know? I get the feeling I'll be seeing him before you after this week. Yeah. <laughs> and especially after April rolls around when I'm up here for baseball season a lot. And can I go back to I, the reason I think this is so much bigger than it was even when I was in New Orleans? It's probably because this is my town, and I know a lot more people here than I did exactly. 10 years ago. And everybody's hitting you up for stuff. You're like, dude, get me into that party. Get me into this party. You're even asking me, hey, get me into that party. I what do said, I look like? I just said Bruno's the king. He, your last he name can't is do party. It. If, if you can't, can't get it, into a yeah, party no. where your last name is Ballaparty, yeah. then how who, who can get into a club? It's complicated. Yes, it is. Meanwhile, Robin, what do we have? I think that we should play one of the um, the interviews that we did from the CBS okay. presser. We, we heard Phil Sims on Monday. A lot Correct. of reaction to the Phil Sims interview. Man, people do not like him. What did I write? Val a party yeah. instead of bad? Did I say bad a party or val a party? You said I val. Know. I know. I'm sorry, man. That's all right. We're having issues with names today. That's okay. But we know it's bad a party. I, I was, was going to correct Jumel, you, but I didn't know it was bad a bad a party. I know. Somebody thought I was Josh Jumel. That's how bad people are with names today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's you know, it's an easy mistake to make. Totally. Meanwhile, here in the Bay Area, one of the big questions, of course, is uh, the Raiders. A lot of Raider fans wondering where their team's going. We know the Rams are moving back to L.A. from St. Louis. We know San Diego is going to stay in San Diego for at least one more year. And the question is, the Raiders, what's going to happen to them? So we ran into my old friend, Amy Trask, who was the CEO of the Raiders for many years, and then got out of the uh, CEO business and got hired by CBS. She's a great analyst, and uh, we'll get her up here in a second. And it, well, let me know when it's ready, Rob. It is ready right now. Oh, my gosh, it's been 400 years. I know, I know. Oh, it's good to see you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we go back like what? I know. Uh, exactly. Hey. Well, I'm gonna, I, hopefully I get to see John on Thursday. I haven't seen John in a couple of years, wow. John Madden. But he's having a big shindig on Thursday night. Okay. You know, it's a St. It's a Jude's thing, Saint right? Jude's yeah. Well, it's great to see you. So here you are, Amy. Well, no, she's, gonna, she's taping, but I'm all, we're doing it on my radio show. Yes. I get a little nervous. Okay. Too close? Yeah. Why? They scare me. Okay. Oh, cameras scare you? They scare me too. That's why I do radio. Right, go ahead. Amy Trask is here from CEO of the Raiders to CBS analyst, and now you're at Media Day, and you're being swarmed all over. Now, when you were in charge of the Raiders as CEO, what was more pressure, this or that? I mean, you're running a football team. Now you're just talking to media schlubs. Um, this is frightening. I did not find the other frightening. This is frightening. When this first happened and everybody gathered around, I actually had one of those Cindy Brady, Brady Bunch moments where, if you remember the Brady Bunch, when Cindy Brady saw the television camera, she just stopped talking and went silent. I think I had a Brady Bunch moment. Um, this is different. It's an exciting new adventure, but it's, it's a little scary for me right now. Because, you know, it's funny, we always talk to coaches like, the, you know, John Gruden, for example, or Bill Cowher, who's here with CBS. And the question is, is it when you're coaching and you're a CEO of a team, the pressure is we've got to we've got to deliver to the fans. When you're when you leave that that genre, you leave that realm. And now all of a sudden you don't have any pressure. To, you just give opinions and you do what you do best. Isn't it easier? Um, it, it's different. Um 
you know, I'm, I'm going to share with you and your listeners something very personal, which is I'm facing my biggest fear. I've had a lifelong fear of being on camera. And if you go back and you look through my family's photo albums and home movies for my entire life, they are noticeably, I am noticeably missing from every photo because as those people who covered the team will tell you, all my years with the Raiders, if a television camera or a still camera came my way, I ran so fast the other direction that had Al seen me running that fast, he would have signed me to play receiver. So, you know, I ran a 4440 away from those TV cameras. So right now what scares me is, is the cameras. But you still took the job with CBS, right? I jumped in and I'm figuring it out. All right, I got to ask you about the Raiders because obviously a lot of people who listen to me know my relationship with the Raiders and doing their Raiders post game with the guys for a few years in the Bay Area. But Raider fans all over, and they're concerned about the future of this team. What's the, what can you share as far as inside knowledge? I'm sure you still have inside knowledge. Well, you know, I can't share what the team is thinking now. I resigned in 2013. Uh, I can share with Raider Nation that one thing all Raider fans deserve is a new state-of-the-art stadium. And Raider fans in Los Angeles will tell you it should be there, and Raider fans in the Bay Area will tell you it should be there. Um, the Raider Nation is global. It's nationwide, and I would love the team to find a way to do something that can satisfy all the fans. Uh, the stadium site in Oakland is a magnificent, magnificent site. It is the best served with public transport of any team of any stadium in the league. It's got great ingress and egress. It's really a magnificent site, but it, they need a new stadium. Uh, the team obviously expended tremendous resources, time, effort, energy focused on Carson uh, and, and, and put its oomph, if you will, into the Carson project, which did not gain approval. So now the team has to decide where to focus its energy. It can't look to Los Angeles or San Diego until Dean Spanos makes his mind up as to whether he wishes to be in Los Angeles or San Diego. We're hearing that they're, they're staying in San Diego for at least another year. The Raiders are in limbo, so they, they don't have a lease with, with the Coliseum, so where will the, what's the possible scenario for this coming season for the Raiders at this point? Well, you're absolutely right. They have to figure out what they're going to do for 2016, and they have to do that fairly quickly because if you're out looking to sign a free agent, you need to be able to tell that free agent where his family will be located, where he will be living, where he will be playing. How do you go into a meeting with a free agent and say, we'd like to sign you, and, and then the free agent says, well, where will my family live, and, and what do you do? Say, we'll get back to you on that? So, you know, ticket sales, free agency, they need to find a location for 2016 soon. There's other options in the Bay Area for a temporary facility, a temporary home. They can play in the current stadium in Oakland. They could forge a relationship at with the with the Giants and do something in the ballpark. They could go down to Levi's temporarily or they could try to leave the area, but they need to make a decision soon. And you're right. Dean Spanos now has given himself another year to make that decision. So are, are the Raiders, last question, are the Raiders at the point of no return with the Coliseum? Because the people that I've talked to, some other people who aren't in the know like you are, saying that the Raiders can't possibly go back for another year at the Coliseum. Oh, I disagree with that. I believe they absolutely can. All it takes is extending your hand, reaching across and saying to the municipalities, the Joint Powers Authority, let's work collaboratively and figure out a way to stay here on an interim basis while we collaborate together 
on a more comprehensive deal. Look, we've all heard the expression in business, let's sit across the table and negotiate. Well, in my experience, the best business deals aren't when one sits across the table. It's when people sit side by side and work collaboratively, and I think there's an opportunity to do that. Last quick thing, the Bay Area here for the first Super Bowl. How exciting is this? Well, it's not the first. Remember the one with the mud and the rain and down it? But the first one in a brand new state-of-the-art stadium. And by the way, isn't California showing her weather well? Oh, yeah, because we were hearing, oh, it's going to rain every day, but it's been beautiful the last few days. It's supposed to be nice on Sunday. Yes, apparently someone made a deal with El Nino to stay away for a week. Amy, it's great to see you. It's Thank really, you. It's really nice to see you. The great Amy Trask from the greatness of the Raiders. CEO, first female CEO in the NFL. And then, of course, for a long time was with the Raiders in Los Angeles days, going back to the Los Angeles Raiders. Started in the legal department and then moved her way up and became CEO and then left uh, being a CEO in 2013 and now working at CBS Sports and doing a great job. Talk about very knowledgeable football people. Amy Trask is one of those. And a great lady, too. She is. She is. She, you know what's really funny to me? Of all the years that she has been in front of the, the public eye, how incredibly frightened she is in front of the camera. I mean, there she wasn't people, joking. No, there were people like television stations trying to interview her. She's just, oh, no, no, do you have a lens on? I don't, I don't put my face on TV. I'm like, you work for CBS. <laughs> now, they should be saying that to me. Don't put your face on TV, and most people don't. But Amy Trask is great, so it was great to talk to her. And that's the latest on, from her perspective. I mean, she doesn't work with the Raiders anymore, but I'm sure she probably has more inside information than most people who are just professional guessers in the media and newspapers, radio, blogs. Everybody thinks they know what's going on, but they really don't. As Phil Sims told us the other day, one thing I know, people can rip me and they can say whatever they want. I know I know more about football than they do. And you know what? He's right. Whether you like him or not, there are very few people out there in the very few laymen even if you played college football, even if you think you know and you play fantasy football, you do not know as much about football as Phil Sims. I mean, it's just a fact. Correct. Meanwhile, what's going on next, Ruth Robin? We, in just a minute, we're actually going to bring in Jeremy Kraft, who is with Acquisitions and Authentication with Hunt Auctions. Mm -hmm. And they have partnered up together with the NFL Auction. And anybody can participate online with this. Are they selling Madden 050607 games that no, I will personally they are, autograph? They are. Well, they should. That is an outrage that that's not part I of think, it. I think this week, because of my popularity here in the Bay Area, they could probably get a Madden 05 autographed by Tony Bruno for upwards of 10 to $15 if they act quickly. <laughs> they should, absolutely. 100% Tony Bruno. But no, what they have is they have all these amazing, amazing memorabilia items, some of which he has with him today to show. Is he going to hook me up with some memorabilia? I think not, considering the fact that many of these are estimated value between $10,000 and $20,000, $30,000, $60,000. Um, but uh, he's going to come over. There's several there are several items uh, that are um, endemic to Philadelphia that would be really interesting. Mm -hmm. But there's all sorts of things. So Let look through this, and here. I'm going to go over and bring them over in just a second, Beautiful. okay? Now, it's not just Philadelphia-centric. I mean, there's Gail Sayers, the championship trophy from, from uh, 1966. Gail, like a lot of Gail Sayers stuff from the Chicago Bears days. And uh, obviously, Chicago's uh, Gail Sayers, the Kansas Comet. Great running back back in the 60s and 70s. He played at the University of Kansas, All-American, and a lot of his stuff. Tony Dorsett's stuff is up for auction. 
and the Super Bowl 50 live auction event in San Francisco is coming up. So while people are looking for tickets and they love being here uh, in the NFL experience and Radio Row to see all of us do whatever the hell we're doing, there are people actually looking for other fun stuff and memorabilia, a huge part of it. And joining us right now is Jeremy Kraft, Acquisitions and Authentication. How are you doing? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you, man? Great, great. Thanks for having us on. No problem. Now, I mentioned, you know, I was in the Madden game, 05, 06, 07, and people always ask me to autograph copies of it. I don't know whether you have any of those for this big auction <laughs> that's going on, but I'm going to predict that if you, could set, if you could put up some of the Madden 05s that I've covered with my pictures on the back, you could get upwards of 15 to $20 this week because I, of the pressure I, of Super Bowl. I don't doubt that in the least. You, you may be being conservative. There. It depends on how desperate people are. I mean, see that and say, you know, because people know me in the Bay Area, so maybe you get some really, really overzealous Tony Bruno fan uh, and say, hey, I could get an autographed copy of Madden 05 with Tony's picture on it. I mean, we, that's got to be close to the Gale Sayers, like, that's, championship that, uh, trophy, right? That's, I can't tell you how many people have stopped by and asked where they could find that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the auction, because people love these things. I mean, there, there's, there's yeah. a lot of charity events, and you'll see yep. a lot of memorabilia, and all, most of it's authenticated. If you're going to a legitimate function, uh-huh. sure. the stuff that you see is not knockoff stuff, because there are a right, lot right. of people selling stuff online that's not authentic, and it's a, you know fake autographs and stuff. Yep. But everything now for the most part, has to be authenticated, correct? Yeah, so a great part about what we do, and this is our sixth year working with the NFL to put on a sale at the uh, at the Super Bowl. We're always set up as part of the NFL experience. Uh, the, the great part about this event is that so much of what we're offering comes directly through the NFL, uh, sold to benefit their, their various charitable endeavors. But as far as authenticity goes on this modern material, you, you really can't get any better than that. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, uh, we're very privileged to be working with both Gail Sayer and Tony Dorsett to offer uh, material from their collections, uh, again, being sold to benefit causes that they support. Um, so it's, it's great, and it's, it's really a, a wide ver- variety of material. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of your listeners wouldn't be able to make it in here, but they can check it all out at huntauctions.com. So can they? Can they? They have the auction only occurs here. So this isn't an online where you can oh, it's, get involved. It's it? it's online. There's uh, bidding ongoing right now, and okay. there there are ways to uh, bid as the live sale itself is going on this Friday and Saturday. So Friday and Saturday is when the actual auction. But yes. the, the material is here. If you're in San Francisco, materials here. People can walk around and see these actual. Oh items. yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of my favorite things about coming and doing events like this is is even if you're not interested in bidding on this stuff and owning it, is just to uh, expose people to it and and give them an environment where they can come in and see things like a uh, game jersey from Peyton Manning and Johnny Unitas's helmet and Gale Sayers trophies and and game balls from Tony Dorsett's career. It's it's really really neat to see people react to that stuff. Now, Hunt Auctions is a Philadelphia area cover yes. on Exton yes. out there in Chester yep. County, right? Yep, very, very, very local, very local. Uh, but we we land up wherever wherever the Super Bowl is. So now in the Philly, where you're headquartered, but you mentioned you're, you're global here. Yep, yep. In the Philadelphia area, if people want to get involved, would you do a lot of auctioning in that area? Do you do a lot of sports memorabilia there as well? Uh, actually, we're a partner with the uh, with the Phillies, uh-huh. so you can find us uh, right inside their their stadium, okay. uh, offering material, and, and you can always check us out online at huntauctions.com. Yep. 
Do you have any Steve Jelt stuff from his career with the Phillies? <laughs> that stuff's got to be more and more valuable every year. Uh, it probably worth almost as much as a Madden game. No, come on. The Madden game's worth more than Steve Jelt's memorabilia. <laughs> come on, man. How many people you know have been in the game and on the box of Madden, the most successful That's NFL Steve. video game franchise ever? I stand corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> so I actually... Some Jerry Rice stuff. So it's not just yeah. Gale Sayers and Tony Dorsett. Yeah, there's there's other stuff from uh, from yeah. from private collectors and others that, that land up owning owning things. And actually, I brought a couple things by to show you. Oh, let me and, see uh, these babies. Where uh, are one, they? I, I heard you mentioning uh, people vying for game tickets yes. before. So this is this is a neat curiosity. This is a ticket stub from the first Super Bowl game. And uh, my favorite part there is the the face value at twelve dollars. Twelve dollars, which which might buy you a Coke or a Pepsi no, you when you're inside get, the stadium. You can't even get a soft drink for $12 <laughs> yeah. at a Super Bowl event. Yeah. Now, let me see that baby. Now, can oh, I sure, touch sure. It? Go right ahead. Hold it. Yep. So it's, this was the first, it was, they called it the World Championship Game. World Championship Game, But yep. it was technically Super Bowl one at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Yep, yep. And Sunday, January 15th, 1967, kickoff 1 p.m., <laughs> which doesn't happen anymore either. No, that doesn't happen anymore uh, either. And a take reserve seat, $12, and it was actually a seat in a row, but there were there were benches though in the Coliseum. I mean, there weren't any seats, were there? Uh, I don't that, remember that. That I would not have uh, have recollection of, but I I take your word on that one. Now, what do you expect something of this magnitude? Because this is a very very rare item. Um, it's in great shape. Yep, in nice shape. They're out there. We offer them from time to time. I would think that something like that, uh, at the lower end of the, the spectrum, as far as what we're going to offer in this sale, probably four to six hundred dollars. Oh wow. Yep. Now, can I then buy this for four to six hundred? Pick and then walk to the stadium at Levi Stadium and then hand this in and they say, you know what? That's much better than the current Super Bowl ticket, you know, with the barcode. I don't know it. that they're gonna I don't know that they're gonna let you in with that one, but just make sure they don't rip it. How about the I next know. time how about when the when the when the Rams are back in LA and they're playing back at the Coliseum before they build the new stadium, and I take this to the Super Bowl there and say, come on man, this has got to be worth more <laughs> I than think this. I think you should give it a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this is great. This is great stuff. And that's and you said there's a lot of this stuff still around, though, right? Not in this condition. Yeah, would it's, you call it, this mint? What would you call this? That it's it, what we would probably refer to as excellent, Extra fine, excellent condition, very fine, circulated. You know, it's got got a little bit of handling wear, but but still displays nicely. Yeah, I mean, there's no scratches on it. It's just like right at the very, very edges. Right, there's right. like a, maybe a little tiny bit of. You tend to find them tucked into programs, yeah. or, right. or you know, people threw them in the drawer and and. Uh, and then totally forgot about totally it. Totally forgot about them. Yep. And now, and so somebody donated this, and then the proceeds are going to charity. Right. right. It's been consigned to us. Right. Um, in the in the case of a piece like that, it's not that is not necessarily uh, one of the NFL pieces or Sayers or Dorset. Uh, we get a lot of material from private consigners, people that just own something and 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 find their way to us, and what they choose to do with the uh, with the proceeds, we leave to them. Now, personally speaking, I have to ask you. Uh, I have a John Lennon autograph, personalized autograph. Oh, wow. Now, I heard he didn't really sign a lot, and people have told me that a John Lennon autograph could be worth thirty thousand dollars. I would think that that's uh, I would think that's a bit extreme uh, as, as far as value goes, um, but he's he's certainly extremely desirable and uh, very 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 highly valued. So if I brought it here to the next Super Bowl in Houston next year. And put it up for thirty thousand. Uh, you don't think I get much action on that? I, I think you'd be attaining a record price. But really, hey, you, you never know. Never right. know. John Lennon. Uh, because he didn't give out many autographs like the other guys did, but he he didn't. Yeah, it's it's that would be that would be a little aggressive, but I I would you know you, well, you not never that know. Tony would do it because it's autographed. Well, it depends on you know what my financial situation is in a year from now. <laughs> that is true. Well, no, Jeremy, yeah, I'm disappointed, man. I thought you were going to hook me up and say I'll give you fifty grand for it right now. 
if you I, could have it shipped to you by tomorrow. I, I would say if you could find somebody that would pay you half of that, you should take it and walk <laughs> the other way. No, I'm not going to sell that. I wouldn't give that up. So I, I, some other interesting things I, I brought with me, and one uh, very very relevant um, to what's what's taking place now. This is uh, a piece consigned directly by the NFL uh, through their, their authentication program, a Peyton Manning game jersey from this season. Uh, you can see it was uh, one of the breast cancer awareness games. It's got the Captain C patch uh, done in, in pink there. Um, and and th- this is the kind of stuff that, you know, you bring it out and you put it in a room like like we're in with just the, the, the biggest football fans walking yeah. through there. And it's great to see them react. You and put it one in those really cool frames with the glass and all that. Yeah, we've got everything up, up on display in, in cases. It's like a little museum over there. And the good thing about this jersey that he apparently was not sacked 15 times because it's <laughs> still pretty clean. You know, it, 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 we have had a lot of people come. About uh, how clean, how clean the Manning, the Manning so jersey is. So in a game-worn jersey, though, they're not clean, right? They're, they're when when they're consigned, it's the actual, oh, they are they're they not are washed or clean, right? You get them the way they are. Right? I can assure you, they're not washed. And there's a couple display cases in our booth that if I was to open them up and you got too close, it would it would knock you on I your heels. I want to smell that thing. You're you're more than welcome to try, but Gee, really, Robin, I don't know that you want to do that. Yes, I do. I want to smell it. Robin goes to a, Robin is a type that would go to Japan and buy like underwear and a bed. Machine, oh, which actually, they sell it is game there. warm. Yes, it is. It's, no, worn, is, not warm. That's what I said. Oh. Game worn. Okay. It is definitely not. <laughs> it is not fresh. <laughs> and clean. <laughs> it looks clean, though. It's really it nice. It does. It looks amazingly clean. But now, what do you expect to fetch for this? Because obviously, has an this could be Peyton Manning's last football game. <laughs> it, so it there's no be. doubt the value of this has gone up exponentially, right? Uh, based based on others that uh, we we have sold and, and have entered the marketplace, we would estimate that in the ten to fifteen thousand dollar range. Wow! And Robin's manhandling it right now. <laughs> Robin, hold that carefully. It's the matter with you. It has been used. There's there's not much more you can do to it, right? Robin's now put, rubbing it all <laughs> over herself. Now it's going to smell like. Uh, a canoe or Jean Nate. But know, as, I mean, <laughs> as as you mentioned, some uh, some of the some of the shirts that we get uh, from the NFL. I, I mean, it's amazing to see just the the use and what these guys go through when they're out there on those on those fields. It's, Can I smell uh, it? I think I I, I recognize the the smell on it <laughs> from far away. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. I, I smelled it from a distance. Are you are you recognizing the deodorant? No, it's chicken parm. <laughs> it's chicken parm smell. See, chicken parm, it tastes so good. What's the matter oh, with you people? Oh, but dum dum dum. Jeez. <laughs> so, Jeremy, it's going to be Friday and Saturday, right? Friday and Ooh, Saturday, yes. yes. Wait a minute. I want to know about what this item is. Yeah, so this, it's a football, Robert. This is, this is pretty cool, and I, I always like to bring things like this out. old football. Exactly. So this is, this is what they call a melon-style football, and it's what they would have been playing with... Um, um, right around, right around the turn of the century, late 1800s, early 1900s. Before right, they wore helmets or anything. Exactly. Right, right when you're getting into the formative years, you know, when a when a, a nose guard was literally something that they bit on, on their teeth, and, uh-huh. and uh, I mean, it's 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 among the earlier styles of this football. This is when football players were called leatherheads, right? Correct. Yep. yep. Hey, in look fact, at that. Look at fact, that, that even, there. That, this, this may be right, the, the end of the use of this style of football is probably right at the beginning of, of uh, that, that period when they that would uh, is do their taking leather photographs. Helmets. We're going to post this on the website, TonyBrunoShow.com, yes. and on our Twitter feed, so if everybody can't see what we're talking about, we've taken photographs of the John, uh, the uh, the uh, Peyton Manning jersey and, of course, the football and the ticket as well. Did you take a picture of the uh, championship I've, game I ticket? have not taken, but I want to hold this football. Sure. And uh, I, they can also uh, find find any info that they want on on that website at huntauctions.com. And I, I did bring some uh, some Philly-relevant uh, pieces uh, that you guys may want to check out before we uh, okay, what do you have? wrapped up here. Do you this, have a... Uh, i, I got to say, this football is so cool. 
This leather is amazing, and I can't believe that it actually inflates. Yeah, yeah. That had, it, that it, does, it does, yeah. does hold its hair, yep. That's What's the pressure in that baby? <laughs> now, would Tom Brady feel comfortable holding this football with no. the prescribed pressure inside of this head, right? Because it's very light. No comment on that. <laughs> it feels a little soft. I think Tom Brady would like this ball. Wait, so wait. Jackie's going to take a picture of you holding that, Tony. Okay. And this is beautiful. And then you have some jerseys. You have Eagles, Cardinals. Yeah, so this is this is pretty neat. Eagles, Cardinals, 1948. Uh, Eagles ultimately went on to win the game. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was one. Uh, they played in the snow. And uh, I think it was one uh, with um, uh, Steve Van Buren right, scoring, scoring the, the lone touchdown. And for uh, all those people touchdown. out there who say the Eagles don't have any Super Bowls, guess what? That 1948 championship, and I think they won it in 47 as well, yep. and then they won in 60, those count as three championships even though they weren't Super Bowls. So all these Cowboy fans and all these people who think the NFL started in 1960, <laughs> yeah. these are legitimate championships even though they were not a Super Bowl. Yep, that's that's yep. in great shape. It is, and, and you mentioned uh, 47, and this this is kind of interesting. So this is what... Um, uh, i got to take a picture of the Eagles, because I want, I want Eagle fans to realize that they did win, and Cowboy <laughs> fans to realize that the Eagles won championships and have three in the bank, so to speak. Yeah, so this this is this is interesting. This this should show you the difference in championship jewelry from, uh, from then to now. I mean, this is a belt buckle that was given in 47, and then uh, you get to the the rings of today, uh, just just an incredible difference. Yeah, the rings of today like are, look like a house, like a bus <laughs> yes. on your finger. Yep. Just unbelievable. Well, this is great stuff, Jeremy. I really, this really appreciate so you bringing now, it by. Sure. By the way, we have a Steve Ha 1953 that just wrote in saying it's all good, and I own stuff from Hunt Auctions. So oh, this great, guy has great. purchased Thank stuff you. from Thank you, you before, and he loves it. It's Exton. I mean, you know the people out there in Chester County are pretty honest, and they make a lot of money up there. There's no poor people in Exton, <laughs> I don't think, are there? No comment on that either. <laughs> now remind people again how they can be a part of this. Um, again, if you if you're not not making your way out to the Super Bowl, you can check out huntauctions.com. Get all the uh, all the info um, uh, that we have up there about this sale. And one other thing I'd mention: um, one thing that always happens when we're at an event like this, people walk in with things, and uh, not necessarily that they want to sell it. They just want to know what is this, uh, what's it worth, and how can I protect it? You know, what can I do with it? Um, they they're always welcome to send us an email with a picture, maybe a little description. And at no obligation, we're happy to happy so to kind of like, let people like, know about the that. So it's like the show too. on uh, NPR or on PBS where people walk in uh, antiques uh, work antiques roadshow. Uh, antique yep. roadshow. So you do that stuff. People come in and say, "Hey, oh, yeah. I got a 1930." Yep. Uh, hey, you yep. probably have suggestions on how to preserve your father's flag. Yes, American flags that were folded and then not not preserved in the in the glass case, so it's yellow, yellowing. Can yellowing? they be, can they be cleaned? Uh, I'm I'm sure that there are conservatives conservators out there that can that can work with that. Um, this is from 1964. Yeah, I would imagine when you're when you're working with the flag, there's probably some protocols that that get followed. Right, it has um, to be folded again. But again, the yep. rest of the flag is pristine and clean. It's actually pretty amazing. And it's just and the clean, part where they fold it into the triangle and right, put the right. the spent uh, shells, shells when they do the military yep. 21 gun salute. And I found, Robin actually and I found it in my mom's basement. I mean, it was amazing huh. that it was in that good of a condition, considering that it had been living in this basement, yeah. uncovered, so there's no unprotected. Moth stains. Yeah. There's no mold, there's no moths, but um, it has uh, some, like, it's dirt. It's, right, it's right. light dirt just on the surface of that one triangle, yep. but everything else is fine. Yeah, I would I would think that there's a conservator out there that, that could uh, that could help as best as best they could, yeah. and, then, and then tell you how to best preserve it and, and I mean, display it. It's one of those things that you definitely don't want to take any chances with. You right. Right, right, absolutely. Well, Jeremy, thanks so much, man. So people coming out here, you can be a part of the auction live, or you can go online at thehuntauctions.com and 
if you're not even Soper Bowl stuff, any other kind of memorabilia that's all on there, right? Yeah, yep. Good stuff. Thanks for coming by, man. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Jeremy Kraft, uh, he's an acquisitions and authentication guy. Now he's been authenticated on the show. Correct, correct. You don't get any better validation than when you come on the show. The only thing we don't validate is parking here. Because it's expensive <laughs> because in San Francisco, expensive. and it costs you're you like $50 your, to park overnight. Yeah, you're on your freaking own for that one. It's ridiculous. Hey, you can buy a car for what it costs to park here a month. We are you going realize to, that? It, I know. It's crazy. It's, <laughs> uh, we have a friend who has a parking spot associated with his condo, which he rented out as well. And then he rent, he is renting out the parking spot as well for something like $1,200 a month. For just a for a spot. parking spot. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. Why didn't I buy real estate here back in the day? We should have just bought parking spots. <laughs> I could have bought half of the Napa Valley and made my own wine. I could have been right there with Bob Mondavi when Mr. Mondavi came over and started making wine with my family back in Italy. Thanks so much. And the great Jen Sherman here. I, I keep Sherlock. calling her Sherman. What great Jen Sherlock. No, Jen Sherlock. Now, you coming to my Super Bowl party, Jen? Are you lying? Yes. All right, we're going to see Jen in our Super Bowl party. Okay, oh, fantastic! Absolutely. We're going to yeah. Just thank you, Jen. We will see. We will see great Jen, Jen on Sunday. He's a Philadelphia area girl yes. too, and is a great PR woman. And um, I think the next project that we will probably working together on is the Red Ball. Are you working on that one as well? Fantastic. Love the so, Red yes. Ball. I'm gonna have to go out and buy red clothes. I, have, I bought a red tie already for the red. Ball. I know you're you're set. I'm ready. I got a I red have, bow tie. You know what I'm excited about? What? I have a gown. It's the gown that I wore when I accepted my acting award, my Arizona in um, and it Arizona. And still fits to this day. Well, it fits again. I lost so much weight that I actually fit into it. I'm like so excited. It was sort of hanging in my closet, and I pine away, going, "If oh, will I ever be able to wear it again?" Well, now I can. Or as somebody once said to Robin when they saw her with that gown on. Why can't I play this now? It's not. Is it? Because you're probably not. Are you plugged no, in? I'm plugged in. Uh, no, I wasn't. Aha. Uh -huh. The case is too big, so I can't put the plug. It doesn't fit in. It doesn't fit, as she said. Well, it fits now, right? Yes. Let me it's see. It's in that. there now. You probably don't have it turned up all the way. I have it turned up. In the meantime, let's continue on with our live podcast. We're here on Radio Row. Tony Bruno, Miss Robbins here, Jackie's here. This is here. what we're going to try to do. Vasu's here. We are going to try to go to a live caller. Okay. Now, just warning people, this my right now my computer is living off of my Wi-Fi hotspot. Okay. If this does not work, and the as long as it's not living off your Wi-Fi wet spot, we'll be okay. <laughs> Tony Bruno. There's only one thing worse than not having a good Wi-Fi hotspot, and that is having a bad wet spot. Yeah. And everybody out there listening knows one. exactly what I'm talking about. Well. Maybe Tom from San Francisco, who is now on the line, maybe he knows. Tom, are you there? I'm here. Beautiful, man. What's going on? What are you doing today? Why aren't you here with us buying hundreds of thousands of dollars of memorabilia and then donating it to me, your favorite charity? Uh, Tony, Miss Robin, it's, it's great to hear your voices again here in the uh, great San Francisco Bay Area. But I'll tell you, Tony, I work downtown. There's no way I'm staying there late in the afternoon to deal with any kind of nonsense getting out of there. But it's not, it hasn't been that bad. I'm telling you, this happens in every city. The local media scares the populace, and then the people leave, and they say, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to the desert. I'm getting, and, you know, people can do whatever. A lot of people rent their homes and obviously make money for a week. But the thing is, I'm telling you, we've been driving around, and it hasn't been that bad. We drove from Menlo Park all the way into the city yesterday in 38 minutes 
from Menlo Park all the way up 101, right into downtown San Francisco, right past the media center, and we went right into the Hanley parking lot in 39 minutes flat. And people were saying, it's going to take you two hours. And we you mean the Hanley parking lot? That... I'm sorry, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, the Hanley parking lot right there at the, in Union Square. You mean the Hanley where you get good, uh, great parking rates where it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg? Exactly right. And you hit the Tony Bruno special, still ongoing there. You just call the Hanley in San Francisco <laughs> and in San Diego so, as well. Go ahead, Tom. I, uh, I wanted to give you guys a call. Some, some news broke while your, your podcast was starting, and I'll be honest with you. I don't get the chance to catch you as often as I'd like because I'm here on the West Coast and you being on the East Coast. But uh, when you're on locally, it's, it's always great to hear both you and Miss Robin. But I want to break some breaking news that, was, that broke while your, your show have, was starting we have about our good friend down there in Santa Clara who owns Levi Stadium. Let's go to our breaking news desk. And fresh breaking news, hot off. It's not even on NFL.com, and they tweet out like a 1,000 things every minute on anything that happens here at the Super Bowl. But this is breaking news from Santa Clara. Tom is our exclusive. We're going to count this as legitimate news that's breaking. What is the update? It's Dateline Santa Clara. Our friend Jed York has decided that he's going to go ahead and kick out the Girl Scouts of America, Girl Scouts of Northern California, who had a date in the stadium for all the little girls who were selling cookies, as you've probably seen them out on the street recently, and told them that you have to go I know you, you booked your spot, but you have to go because I'm going to have a concert in my stadium where I can make more money. So wait, he kicked out the Girl Scouts from what event? They had their own event in the stadium that was booked to celebrate girls who sold a lot of cookies and celebrate their accomplishments for peddling cookies on the street. And, you know, just, just for whatever it is they get, they had already booked the, the date and they've been told that they need to go because there's a concert coming into town that Jed would rather have. In his stadium. And that's this week during Super Bowl week, or is it another time? No, no, it's another time. But oh, it broke okay. this week, and apparently it, uh, it's got a lot of folks in the media center, as, uh, as the great Tim Kawakami said, shaking their heads in the media center. Yeah, that's, that does it. And especially during the week of the Super Bowl, when you are the owner of the team that is the host city, and that kind of news breaks about you're kicking the Girl Scouts out of your stadium because uh, you, you can rent it out and put a concert in there, Fergie or somebody, and make more money. So what's he, he's obviously going to have to answer to this, and the pressure is going to mount. It's a very PC area. What do you think he's going to do? Uh, it sounds as though the Girl Scouts don't want to reschedule. They want to have them reschedule, and they said no. Uh, they, they'll find another venue because they don't want to get canceled on again. So now, once again, the York family has created a bad vibe around, a, around this team. The moment they moved out of the, the city limits, bad things began to occur. Well, maybe well, not not immediately because I think the Jim Harbaugh era down there was pretty good. That wasn't bad things happening. I mean, they, eight and eight first year, Tony. What's that? Yeah, but eight they eight first year down there. Correct, but then they went to a Super Bowl, did they not? Yeah, uh, playing in Candlestick. Well, that's right. They were still in Candlestick, weren't they? All right, John. Well, so, Tony, there's we'll, a big we'll thing going around here, and I won't I won't steal too much of the thunder because I know you have a a larger national audience. But the 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 thing that is said most around here is that. The two teams that are either in San Francisco, the Giants, or moving into San Francisco, the Warriors, are winning championships. The team that left the city, not so much. All right. All right, man. Appreciate the update. And I'm sure Jed York's going to take a lot of heat for that. You don't disrespect the Girl Scouts. They're selling cookies like out here right in the streets at the corners here downtown. Yesterday, we're crossing the street, and the, the, the Girl Scout people are out Correct. there. Smart move. Because there's so many people walking. Now, did you buy a box of uh, 
Oh, you know which ones are my favorite? The coconut ones. What are those called? The, the, oh, yeah, the uh, Samoans. Yeah, the Samoans with the chocolate. Didn't they change oh. the name of one of those? I think they did they because the it name. was like it was not PC. But you know who is not Samoans a Girl Scout? PC? And she is here. Neither am I. But uh, but I think maybe it's part of the name. The fabulous Robin Carlin here. Now, Robin, I was doing an interview yesterday, the other day. Yes, with Boomer, I, actually. Because she's such a beautiful lady that... Boomer completely ignored yes. you and wanted and to like... One of my good friends, <laughs> Boomer Esiason, I'm ready to do an exclusive interview. And then Boomer gets distracted because Robin Carlin totally distracted. from Denver came in. And, you know, what's Denver have to do with this Super Bowl? <laughs> when I'm friends with Boomer Esiason, Robin Carlin from the Denver Post-TV and uh, Mile High Sports, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, but what did I do? What did I do? Did I keep going? Because he turned to me and said, well, she's prettier. Yep. <laughs> and when I said, no, 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 I, I said, go, go ahead. You talk to him. You were here first. No, I would have allowed you. I mean, I had some, I had, I was doing all these, I was standing in line like the protocol is. I know. And then I was getting ready to talk to James Brown, my buddy, and some guy goes behind yeah. and it breaks the line and then outrage. just jumps it's in. It's totally, Normally, I don't do that. No, and, and, I, would, and, no, and I would have I'm allowed usually, you to do it if you were going to do it, but not <laughs> this other guy. I'm usually kind of, you know, I can, I can, I will put a stop to something like, like, whoa, 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 but I had my back turned, didn't even realize it was happening until it was too late. I'm like, hey. That's right. Oh. I know. No, hey, there's Von Miller. <laughs> now, now, Tony, this is this is new for you. You are sandwiched between two robins right now. Well, you know, now. when we when we went to New York for the talk <laughs> it just radio, has a nice ring to it. Yes, yeah. it does. It, I didn't even want to address that, but I'll let oh, that's why I'm say. going there. So I actually we did this last year because we were in New York for the big talkers talk radio convention. That's, that is true. And then Robin Quivers was there, and I took oh, a picture with Robin, my, oh. my Robin, and Robin Quivers. So, so this is his this second is my sec Robin sandwich. Exactly. Oh. Yes. So I'm, I'm not a newbie here, you know. This is, uh, <laughs> I've done this before. So obviously people in Denver are excited. I mean, did you think uh, about a month ago that the Denver Broncos would be here? Gosh, no. Um, you know, it's certainly been an up and down season. Obviously, you had the Manning go down and, you know, we really didn't know what was going to happen after that. I mean, Brock Osweiler stepped up and did a heck of a job. I mean, he definitely did better than serviceable at that job. But, you know, it's time to give the old man the ball back and he's gotten us far. Denver's been winning games ugly. You know, it's not like it was two years ago when they were in the Super Bowl. In that season, they were just blowing out teams. It was like Madden football, right? Mm -hmm. So Denver this year has learned how to win games ugly. They learned how to rely on their defense to score some points and not just the offense. And uh, maybe that's what they needed to do. And their defense certainly against the Patriots. I mean, so dominating. And right. that's why I think a lot of uh, the fans who are trying to break this game down are saying, well, if the Denver defense, you know, obviously kept them in the game against Tom Brady right. and, and put a lot of pressure on him, how is this defense, as good as it is, going to stop a guy who's not Tom? Obviously, Tom Brady's a all-time great, right. but, but this, this Carolina offense has multi-facets. You don't just have to stop Cam Newton. There's a lot of things you have to stop. That's going to be their biggest problem. Yeah, they're certainly more, you know, more, of, more of a balanced offense than the Patriots. But, I mean, that's just it. You know, with, with the, the pass-rushing tandem that Denver has and DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller, you know, they can't overflow the quarterback. I mean, when they're coming off of the edges like that, they got to get to him because if they create that nice little pocket off the edges, what's he going to do? He's just going to make a play with his feet. So that's one thing that Denver defense really has to, to do. And, and I don't know if is that maybe, you know, beating your guy on your first step. I mean, how, you know, Vaughn and, and, and DeMarcus got to find a way to get to him without letting him take off on his feet. And that's going to be a big challenge for them. I don't know how they do it. Robin Carlin, how about a beautiful woman with great football knowledge? I mean, you're not just doing this because you 
look good. I mean, you know your stuff. How long have you been this doing this? This Robin has way more sports knowledge than exactly. I do. That's for sure. Robin, I, don't I may know. have to. I may have to make an executive decision now and say that <laughs> I will hire this Robin. To <laughs> and you can go to Denver, and hey, then Robin can work Robins with me. Us Robins are not interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a lot of friends, and I've been on in Denver radio in my many lives of ESPN and Fox. Love, uh, love all the great Denver stations. So how long have you been doing this up in Denver? I've been covering uh, the team for about four years now. And where did you, are you originally from Denver? No, I'm from Mississippi, Ole Miss. See, no accent. Really? You went to Ole Miss? Yes, with Eli, so same time. Oh, so wow. So now I've got the love, multiple Mannings. Wow, I don't hear any Mississippi, really? yeah. Maybe a few cocktails and <laughs> words like fixin' and golly and dadgummit come out. Well, I, I use way worse words than that when my <laughs> South Philly starts coming out. But no, because I, I, I usually can detect an accent, but that's really amazing. Yeah, where would you have said I was from? Uh, seriously, Midwest, because that's, see, when I got into radio, it was, you have to lose the accent so no one knows where you're from, mm. so you don't have that regional sound. And the Midwest is always the sound that everybody wanted. They were just so no... strict back in the 1800s. I know. Thank you. Oh, wow. Just kidding. That's a cheap shot. A <laughs> hey, I, cheap shot. I have a feeling anyone named Robin that comes on this show has got to give it to you. No, yeah. I, listen, no. I, just because I'm old and not attractive, you don't have to rub it in, Robin. Cheaper. Hey, hey, hey. No, I mean, I think I, I like this. You've been, your head has been getting so big here in San Francisco. I've been trying I've, to keep it from happening, but I get, because I've been on here in the city for like 100 years, so it's, it's, like, it's like my second home, because I'm from the East Coast, and I come out here, and I get a lot of love out here. It's amazing. Now, I'm sure you get a lot of love out here, too. What's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You've been now. This is your second Super Bowl. It's my third Super Bowl. Luckily, the Broncos have been in two of those three. So, so were you in Arizona last year? Yes, okay. but I wasn't really working. I was more for fun. Oh, really? Yeah. And you're going to count that as a Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, oh, I was okay. on radio. I had a credential. <laughs> I wasn't really doing a whole lot on Radio Row, but I was here. So you weren't in Dallas then for the uh, for the no. Ice Bowl? No. Wow, that was that was a lot. That's a lot of fun. But it's getting crazier and crazier every year, though. Oh this my gosh, just, media day or opening night now, as they're calling that it. That was horrible, by the way. I I've mean, already there was officially a puppet, Miss America. There was a guy in a skin no Miss type. Universe. Oh, that's Miss right, America Miss is way too low rent for this <laughs> event. You got to bring in Miss Universe. There was a, a like a eight foot tall football blow up that there was a guy inside of. I mean, it's just it, it's ridiculous. It is, and again, I, I get it. We do fun. We do fun stuff. Right. This isn't rocket science. We're not doing exactly. brain surgery, but. I thought of all the ones I've been to, I thought the one the other night was pretty weak. And I'm not, I don't want to rip San Francisco. It's not their fault. But I saw a guy with, like, skis on and yeah, a ski was... jacket. And, and it's like, What was that guy? I have no idea. And I'm like, why? Long sport, dude. I know. I actually tried, I tried to find out, and I wasn't able I to find I think he it. was just an Austrian skier. Really? I don't know what, wh how but he got it, in, one. So I saw him <laughs> ahead of time with all of his equipment. And then Tony saw him actually getting into his ski gear in the restroom. And I'm thinking to so myself. He, was he naked? No, I don't think so. I wasn't really paying. But I, I saw him in line <laughs> holding his Solomon skis, ski bag, and a helmet with a GoPro on it. I'm like, what the hell is this guy going to do at media day? Like, who wants to talk to a guy dressed up as an Austrian skier? Everybody wants to talk to an attractive woman, right? You can have 15 guys with sock puppets. And you know, <laughs> then you walk up, and they're like, get rid of these clowns. Get Robin up here to so ask some questions. Franz Klammer? That wasn't Franz Klammer. This guy was young. Franz Klammer's <laughs> dead, I think. How do you, how does a young guy like you remember Franz Klammer? I don't 
He probably just pulled the one name out of his head that would, like had anything to do with oh, skiing. So, what, so what's next now? Are you working all the time, or are you like out having fun too? No, I um I do a live you know live from Radio Row hit at 10 a.m. each day on the Denver Post. So I have to leave here and go figure out what the heck the Broncos did today. Hopefully they didn't uh, send any more players back to Denver for being involved in prostitution rings. I just I missed know. that prostitution bus the other night in Seriously, San Jose. Seriously, we yeah. were we were down there. So <laughs> really happened? What's going on? Well, the the party. There was there were several parties because the the teams had just arrived, and there were several parties down there, including at the location where we will be doing our uh, Super Bowl party on Sunday. Well, an hour. It's Tony's Tony's Super Bowl party, and I don't know what location it was at. No, there were all kinds of clubs going there on. There was all at the, the, at the San Jose Motel Six. No, ours is much upscale. Yeah, that. that's our, if I'm going to get in trouble, I'm not going to a Motel Six. On a Super Bowl on a Sunday night to get stung in a Gosh, prostitution ring. They need to curfew, you know. They, yeah. So they let them off Sunday night and they let them off Monday night without a curfew. Curfew was bad idea. last night. Yeah. You know what? Just curfew as soon as you get here. Because yep. we all saw what happened two years ago in New York. A lot. There was a narrative after the game was, well, the Broncos were out partying too much. I mean, Matt Prater missed the plane ride back. Yeah, that's bad. So, but but, but I think I think that that Gary Kubiak sent a strong message by saying, hey, the authorities let you off, but I'm not going to pack your bags, go back to Denver. No. Wow. It's uh, the the kid's name is. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, and I'd never heard of him. You know, now, he was drafted by Seattle in the seventh round, and okay. then they cut Oregon him. Oregon State, is that? Right, and then he he's actually the cousin of Beast Mode. Did you know that? I did not. He's cousins okay. with Beast Mode. And so he obviously is not going to be a big impact player because he was on the practice squad. Right. So he was only going to make $6,000. For being each week that you're when you're on the practice squad, you get six thousand. See all the knowledge I bring into the table, and I'm 6, not even from death. So it. if you're a practice squad player, you're not even involved in the game. Times seventeen going, weeks, or, or no, each week of the postseason okay. that you survive, you get another six thousand oh, dollars if you're on the practice okay. squad. So you're not even going to get a sniff of the Super what, Bowl. Will six thousand even buy a prostitute these days? I don't know. I haven't asked at a Motel Six. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think at a Motel Six you can still be in single, yes. maybe triple I mean, if digits. You're, if you're at the Fairmont, maybe in a little bit more. <laughs> That's where I'm staying. Oh, there you really? Oh, boy. That, wow. Did we just come full circle here? <laughs> we're staying I at the Hammer. I pulled that one out, too. Oh, the Fairmount? Yeah. We were there. You were. You gave the speech. There, oh, you I've were hosting the, the, the um, Nyef Gala poll. a couple years ago. Because, you know, the, the media hotels are all over the place, but yeah. the Fairmont's not even a media hotel, is no, it? No, and it's nice, and it was oh, yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. Very well-priced. Very, very Not beautiful. very well-priced Thursday through Monday, yeah, but in the beginning of the week, yeah, we're switching hotels tomorrow. Yeah. Really? They're throwing you out? I just it, it like quadrupled in rate. And it so the nuts. Denver Post is not going to say whatever Robin wants. She wants a presidential suite. <laughs> we get it. We're not taking her out of the fair. Uh, you know, you know, Woody Page works for the Post too, so I, he's I, I more of a princess than I could ever be. Well, because he's, yeah, he's, he's everywhere. He's, he's on ESPN every day. So you work with Woody Page? I do. I've worked with Woody Page several times. Wow. Now, have no, you gone to yeah, have you nice gone to guy. any parties or anything yet? Are you going um, to be going I, to be in parties? I went to Michael Silver's party last night. It was in Berkeley, so uh -huh. that was quite the hike. Interesting story. The Uber ride to Berkeley was ninety dollars. The Uber ride back was twenty nine. So I don't know what. Oh, it was yeah. probably surge no pricing. It's that no soon. idea. I checked it this morning. I was like, that makes no sense. But Wait yeah, it was so fun. you had to pay for an Uber to go to Michael Silver's party? But yes. it's in Berkeley. I mean, Berkeley oh, wow. is yeah. Michael Silver's Mr. Berkeley. He's it, Mr. I know, Cal. I know Michael Silver from his Cal days. I know, I know him well. I know a lot of his classmates who went to Cal with him. Right. And he's a big star now. I knew Michael Silver when he was just a schlep writer in the Bay Area. Now he's a big star, <laughs> and he wears sunglasses all the time, and he has parties. Wasn't? Isn't he like banned from the Raiders or was or? Yeah, he doesn't like them, and they don't like him. He's a Raider <laughs> it's, hater. It's a mutual. Uh, but he's a Cal. There. He's a Cal apologist, so I, I always bust his chat. 
But you see, you know you've made it when you have your own party. Yeah, exactly. And then you get people to take Uber to go up. Why did he have it at Cal Berkeley? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Even I'm having a party in San Jose. <laughs> anyway, Robin, thanks so much for coming. Now, who do you like Sunday? I mean, obviously, I think I'd love to see the fairy tale ending for remaining. So, gotta go Broncos. But you don't, you don't think they're going to win, do you? I mean, absolutely. I, you know, Terrell Davis said it best. It's not about which team is better. It's about which team is going to have a better game on Sunday. No, you're absolutely You right. got the number one offense, the number one defense. None of us really know what's going on. The Broncos are obviously the underdog, but I'd love to see this 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 ending for Manning. I would, too. Wait a minute. I really I'm getting would. the wrap-up if it can happen for If it can happen to Ray Lewis, sir, surely it could happen to a guy like Peyton Manning. Exactly. Now, you know this Ivan Sikoski guy? He's the best. Well, I wouldn't say he's the best. I worked with this guy when he was a bum back in the day at ESPN. And now look how nice he dresses. He says it's no. 20 years ago. How is that possible? You still look like you're 12. He does look like he's 12. No, we were at ESPN together in 1992. Wow. Did you get there in 92? What year did you get? Six. 96. You would have been too young in 92. And that, so when ESPN Radio started in 92, I got a lot of the people that I work with who were interns and now have their own radio shows yeah. and their own radio network. So Ivan's a great kid, and he's from Margate, New Jersey, actually. Rutgers. Rutgers alum. Rutgers. They share, you, got, you share a birthday with Ivan? Yes. And you see what I'm wearing here? Temple. Temple football, baby. Go I'm owls. representing here. Representing. Not a, I think they would probably beat Ole Miss if they played on a In neutral field. what? They beat Penn State. <laughs> what sport are we football. We're talking football. Uh-huh. Sure. You don't think Temple would have beaten Ole Miss this year? Are you dreaming? Did right you see now? what they did to Penn State? <laughs> they hadn't beaten Penn State in like 60 years. Did you see that Ole Miss beat Alabama this year? So what? Okay. Just no because Alabama national won the national the championship. Just rose. Temple, we can Temple here. <laughs> Temple should have been the national champs. Is that what you're saying? I agree. Could have. Could have been. They didn't even win their bowl game, which was even worse. <laughs> Robin, thanks so much for coming by. It's great to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. Robin Carlin. Not related to George Carlin in any way, no, I don't think. No, I right? wish. Now, is that your I real name? I wouldn't be sitting here if I was. Is Let's that your see. real name or is that a radio That's name? That's my stage team? name. Is it really? And my real name. And your real name. <laughs> thanks so much, Robin. Great to see you. There she is. She was so nice that she did not even interrupt my Boomer Esiason interview when she could have, and I would not have been angry in one Iota. Speaking of Boomer size and interview, we have it. Should oh, do we, we play do? it right now? Do we hear when uh, when Boomer gets distracted when Robin walks up when I was trying to interview him? I I might have cut it out at the very beginning. We'll right, find wait, out. I, I have to take a picture while we're playing this interview. Yes. All right, let's go to Boomer size and talking everything with me the other day. Hi, Boomer. Before you lose How your you voice, doing, I'm good. Man. I'm not going to lose my voice. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I heard you on the AFC. I was driving around. You, I, you sounded like you were starting. It was cold. It was cold. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's not going. Hopefully, it won't be that cold here in San Francisco. It's yeah, great well, to see you, by the way. Well, it's great to see you too. So, what's going on? What's new? I don't know. I got to ask you the first question, which no one has asked, I'm sure. Okay. Who was the better Maryland quarterback, you or Frank Reich, the new offensive coordinator for the Eagles? Well, uh, Frank and I were roommates. Actually, I was the starter. He was the backup. So the coaches thought I was better, at least at that point in time, but I think he had more he had more highs than I did. You know, I had the great comeback against Miami, great comeback against Houston in the playoff game for the Buffalo Bills, and he's going to be a great offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Alright, let's talk about this thing here. I mean, you, you I used to have a lot. I used to have as many jobs as you. Never at your level, but how do you do it, man? How do you stay? I mean, you have like 50 jobs. I don't have 50. I only have five. <laughs> the problem is those five jobs are pretty, uh, you know, time consuming. There's no question about it. But uh, I think this is going to be my sixth 
Super Bowl that I'll broadcast both as a TV personality and radio personality. I've done every Super Bowl since Super Bowl 34. That was the game between the Tennessee Titans and the Rams. Um, we were in Atlanta. That. It was a terrible first half, and then it became the greatest finish and one of the greatest finishes ever. Right, and it was one of the worst weeks, too, because we had the ice storm down, if you remember that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I never get tired of this. You know, I, I spent 14 years of my, year, uh, of my life in the NFL as an NFL player, one-to-one Super Bowl. I remember how exciting that was for me as a player. And as a broadcaster, Super Bowl 50, CBS, both radio and TV, I mean, how blessed and how lucky am, am I? So hopefully I'll do a good job, and hopefully they'll ask me to come back. Now, the morning radio show, that's, is that, that's got to be, is that the hardest of all the things you do? Well, you have to work with a ball guy who I know who's a yeah. no. It, you know, it's it's actually it's not the hardest uh, from a mental standpoint. Simply because my partner is so great, he's like the ultimate point guard. I'm the straight guy. He's the la- I'm the laugh track. He's the joke teller and all that other stuff. And nobody, and I mean nobody, is immune from him attacking them. So I don't never know where we're gonna go from time to time. But I, you know, I really enjoy it. Uh, but it does take the most time, you know, so it's five days a week, four hours a day, and it's six o'clock in the morning. So that part of it is kind of taxing. All the other jobs are just really great to be a part of. That's great to see. I, you have a predict- I know you don't make predictions, but do you expect this to be a good game? So, so much money in Vegas on Carolina to win this game easily. Well, and I can understand why. I mean, they're playing their best football. Their last three games against Tampa, Seattle, and now Arizona, they've been pretty impressive. And when you take a look at their statistics, you take a look at the way they're playing and who they're playing against. You know, I think uh, Peyton Manning's been playing with one arm tied behind his back, literally. This is not an offense that exposes the greatness of Peyton Manning. Now, I don't know if I don't necessarily know that they feel like they need to change in this game. And if there were ever a game to change in, this would be the game to be a little bit more aggressive, throwing the ball down the field. Um, But I'm not so sure that Gary Kubiak has that in him. So I have a much better appreciation for Matt Schaub these days, I can tell you that. But, uh, yeah, I think Peyton's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting here because this defense is pretty good for Carolina. Thanks so much, Boom. Good to see you, man. My pleasure. Thanks. There he is, Boomer Esiason, earlier a couple days ago when Robin, the lovely Robin Carlin, now, we got to tweet that picture, Robin Carlin, because you know how all of our male, even our female uh, audience members, because there's not a woman on earth who doesn't look at another woman and say, wow, she's hot. Jackie said that about Robin, right? She's a beautiful woman. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. That doesn't make you a lech. That doesn't make you a pig. Does it, Robin? No, no, no. It depends on how you say it. I was because very... you can say it with respect and say, wow, she's a beautiful woman. Very pretty. Or you can say Wow, she's hot. You know, then it's kind of lechery. I don't do that. I, I know you don't. I don't really That's what I'm there. saying. But there is a difference. And you want to talk about respectful radio programs appreciating women. How, who have we had on this program so far today, Robin? Amy Trask, woman. Robin Carlin, woman. Jen Sherlock, woman. Well, she wasn't technically on, but we talked about her, yes. No, she's, she was on. She's always on. When she she's, she's on, a hard, hard worker. That's yes, she for sure. really is. She's a great, she's fantastic great. PR. And we talked a little memorabilia today. We had some Boomer on. We had some uh, Amy Trask. We got the breaking news here in San Francisco that Jed York, the owner of the Niners, once again being ridiculed in his own area, as he apparently has uh, told the Girl Scouts, sorry, you're not going to use my damn stadium that we're using for the Super Bowl and for the 49er games for your big Girl Scout, whatever they have. I don't know if it's a jamboree or what. I mean, to have a big event at a stadium like that must be a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's not like they can rent the Knights of Columbus Hall and have this event. 
if you're using Levi Stadium, an NFL facility, right. that's a big deal, right? I would say yes. It's not like, oh, we'll just go to uh, the Cow Palace instead, or we'll take it inside, or we'll do it in the park down the street, or we'll go to San Jose in that park there where all the bums are, and we'll do it right there. No, this is a big deal. And to be told, supposedly, I haven't uh, seen the update on that. I have no reason to believe the guy would lie about something like that. And Jed York is a guy, as the owner of the 49ers, who a lot of people are down on in this area, even though they got the stadium built. Remember, when they got that stadium built in Santa Clara, a lot of people weren't happy with that location. It's not convenient. You know, it's 35 miles south of San Francisco, and that doesn't really matter because there's a lot of facilities that aren't in the city. The Giants and the Jets play in New Jersey. You know, it's not that geographically that far from New York City, but it's technically in another state. So every, st every uh, stadium is not necessarily in the city in which the team is named or conveniently located. And certainly you know, Robin, being down there many times. Right. There's the amusement park there. There's it's, a lot of stuff going on down there. But I'm not talking about for Super Bowl. I'm talking about the building the stadium in that location was not the most popular choice no. by Bay Area residents. I mean, for many different reasons. It wasn't just... It, it, there, one, there wasn't really a lot of room Correct. to begin with. Now, the, now the Niners used to trade because Santa Clara University is right there. Well, no, they, You know well, who went to Santa Clara University? Let's test your local knowledge. Santa Clara, Basu, you're a local guy. Who was the biggest star there at Santa Clara University? By far and away, Steve Nash. Exactly right. Steve Nash, so Santa Clara. And then there's an amusement park, Six Flags Great America is right there. And now it's just Six Flags something. No, it's Great America something or another. Well, I it's think not Six, Six Flags owns no, it, No, it used they? to be Six Flags, and now it's owned by something else. No, Six Flags owns it now. It used to be owned by Paramount. It was, it was at first it was... Uh, Great America, uh, oh, hold on Paramount, a second. Great America. Paramount, Paramount Great America. And then it was, it was Six Flags, and now it's something else. No, it's now it's Six Flags. I will bet you right now two Super Bowl tickets that I will purchase <laughs> from a scalper that it is Six Flags Great America. I would think that you are incorrect, Tony So Bruno. who owns Great America then? It is now California's Great America. It is but not that's Six Flags. because they named it after the state. No, it is owned by Cedar Fair. Oh, you mean the people who own the Cedar Point in, uh, in Sandusky, Ohio? Uh, let me check, but you are once again uh, I am wrong. I apologize, because I thought Six Flags was now like buying every amusement park. That's not a Disney park. Let's see. Uh, they have 14 parks. They have uh, California Great America. They have Knott's Berry Knott's Farm. Berry Farm. Right. They have, yep, Cedar Point. Yeah, Cedar Point's one of the greatest amusement Kings parks. King's Dominion, Dorney Park. Oh, they bought Dorney Park in yeah, Allentown, PA? Yeah, they have Dorney Park. They have, oh, that's Cedar Point, Soak City. King's Island. That's in uh, Ohio, I believe. Isn't that the one in Cincinnati? No, that's King's Dominion. Yeah, King's Dominion is in Virginia, in okay, Doswell, so Virginia. King's Island is located in Kings Mills, Ohio. Okay, right near Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. So... They own Cedar Point, and anybody who's ever, if you're a roller coaster enthusiast like I am, Cedar Point has the most spectacular roller coasters of any park on earth. Every two years, they build another unbelievable roller coaster. And I, I haven't, I've never been to Cedar Point. I've been to so many great amusement parks for roller coaster rides, and I want to make a road trip out to Cedar Point just to do the roller coasters, Robin. And they have, they have unbelievable coasters there. So this is the company that now is uh, buying a lot of other properties out that are existing uh, amusement parks. So I stand corrected. And if I had the bump, bump, the bump in here, or if I had Harry Mays here, you know what he would say to me? He would say, get out. Can we just all, as a collective, give it to you? 
Everybody ready? Surrounding here. Everybody, one, two, three. Bump, bump, da bump. Bump, bump, da dum. It I'm wasn't wrong. in unison, but. I'm really wrong. <laughs> but anyway, my point is that the stadium in Santa Clara is not very popular. Uh, a, not only because of the location, but B, because the people who had season tickets when they were up in uh, Candlestick Park, which is a horrific stadium, as you know, location alone, it was always freezing there, and I'd been to Candlestick so many times over the years covering the Giants and the Niners, that people wanted it near the city. They wanted it close by, and then they went to Santa Clara, and a lot of people, and of course, the biggest complaint by any fan in any city where they build a new stadium, what's the first thing they do? They slap on the personal seat licenses. So if you had 50-yard line seats at Candlestick Park, if you were a Niner fan, or Veterans Stadium in Philly, when they built the new football stadium, you don't get those same seats in the new place unless you pay like $50,000 for a personal seat license or some ridiculous point like that. And a lot of people who are diehard, long-time season ticket holders said, I am not buying season tickets in a brand-new stadium, as nice as it will be compared to Candlestick, because I am not paying a personal seat license just for the right to buy season tickets. And that's the way it works, unfortunately, these days in the world of NFL people being put over the barrel and people willingly paying for it no matter how far over the barrel they're put because the NFL has you by the short hairs, as we used to say. Total outrage. Do they still use the term short hairs now in this day and age of grooming and waxing? What does that mean? <gasps> Back in the day, they used to say they had you by the short hairs. Uh, and the short or the hairs short are, and curlies. Does that make more sense I never use short and curlies. I'm more of a dark and lovely guy myself. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, AI. You. Meanwhile, we're going to go back to the phones, Robin. We're almost, we're almost done, aren't we? We are. It's amazing. An hour and a half has flown by, Tony Bruno. We are two minutes away from that hour and a half mark. Is this the two-minute one warning? Both benches have been given the two-minute warning. We're doing an abbreviated show, obviously, because uh, we got alcohol to drink, and we don't want our audience to think, our good listeners, that we're going to shaft them, and all we're going to do is go out and eat and drink and have fun. Well, We're going to do that, too. It's not just that, but we do have multiple things going on. So you are getting more than just your normal two-hour show during the week, which you can listen to. We had a show on Monday. We had a show today. We will have and more little pops here and there. So if you're following us on Twitter, at Tony Bruno Show, at Miss Robin Austin, one of the things you know that we'll do for you as a part of our job and part of the fun stuff that we do is Periscope Live. Correct. So actually, when we're done here... I will go on Periscope, and we will Periscope walking through a little bit and showing people what it's like here on Radio Row. Now, as you can hear, and you could see if you were here, and we'll show you, that at this time of the day, where it's now 5.30 Correct. in the afternoon, it's 8.30 on the East Coast. So most of these so-called drive-time, prime-time radio shows are over, including the only shows that are still on now here locally are the afternoon drive shows, on the West Coast, which usually go from 2 to 6 or 2 to 7. So there's a lot of those radio stations here. The East Coast stations, they're on their nighttime programming now because it's 8.30 at night. So that's why we wanted to do today's show from 4 to 6.30, which is consistent with our Wednesday night shows, which we do from 7 right. to 9. And we'll be back next week in Philly at Comedy Sports uh, in Center City. For a very, very special Valentine's Day. Uh, pre-Valentine's show with all sorts of fantastic prizes. So exactly. make sure if you haven't come down yet, make sure you uh, get your tickets to come down to the February 10th show in uh, Comedy Sports, Philadelphia. 
Um, and how do you get all this information in one well, clean, I'm glad you asked, fresh, Tony Bruno. clean place where you don't have to figure out where the hell I'm going and where I need to go? It is so easy. It's one-stop shopping. It is one-stop shopping. It's like shopping. going to Walmart. Without All you do is go to TonyBrunoShow.com. Mm -hmm. Right there on the front page are the tickets both for the Philadelphia location and your tickets for the Super Bowl party here in San Jose on Sunday. Get the Sunday. tickets early, though, because on game day, the price is going to go up. You yeah, know how that works. jack you up. They won't jack you up. It's just going to go up. Jack you up is what I'll do later when you come to the party and have a couple of pops. With it me. is going you know to be. I I just know this is going to be one of those parties to remember on Sunday, Tony. And we will be periscoping that live too. Or we'll, yes, we'll, we'll be have we'll have live coverage. Well, as much as we can. Can we uh, promote the great Gene Campbell too, who's setting this thing up? Absolutely. Glass, yes, glass and we have some fabulous, fabulous sponsors. We have Mars Vodka, which a right. lot of people already know, and the, the Mars Vodka Painted Girls will be there. And don't forget our friends our up there at uh, in Lodi, California. Michael and David Winery, our very favorite winery. They have um, all the great, they have the, the Seven Deadly Sins, which you can see all over the country. And Lust, and earthquake, Gluttony. And, and, and of course, our earth, Earthquake, Zinn, and earth, Cab. Correct. Earthquake, Zinfandel is our absolute favorite. It's the go-to daily table wine. Exactly right. And we um, gotta give a shout out to Rusty Russell. Sounds like a fake name or a porn name. Is that his real name or is that his porn name? Rusty Russell. Rusty Russell. Not Rusty Trombone. I believe he's down in San Jose with Vasu. With Vasu uh, Vata Party, the porn name. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> and uh, Rusty's out there in Livermore, California, where John Madden lives and where one of my favorite places, the Campo de Bocce, where I believe I won a bocce championship with uh, Coach Madden, John Madden, and Steve Mariucci not that long ago, Robin. Well, like three or four years ago now. I know. Right? It's been a while. I know. We need to we need to go see Ben Musolf in Los Gatos. And, uh, I got to get back out there and get my bocce game back on. You know what? Maybe we can do that on Monday since we're going the back and forth and back and forth. We go were up to Livermore or yeah. Palo Alto? Which one? Or, or no, Los we Gatos? would go to Los Gatos. We'll go to Los Gatos Campo de Bocce. And then there's the one up in, in Livermore, which is a beautiful place. But which I is farther away, I though, may retire we... and become a professional bocce guy and just tour the world. I can see that. I can see that. Just go from bocce court to bocce court. All over the world, Robin. I like it. I would build one in my backyard, but it's not long enough uh, to have a bocce court. You got to have enough. I don't have an acreage. I need major, acreage. Major bummer. And our good friend Jackie, of course, Miss Jack. Now you're on. You're on Twitter, right, Jackie? Yes. How do people follow you on Twitter? At Jackie Girl. J A C Q U I. At Jackie Girl. G I R L. Not G U R L. That's somebody else. And, of course, at Miss Robin Austin, our good friend Gerard, Joe Corrado back there. Joe didn't check in tonight because I haven't been able to watch Twitter. Has he been uh, listening to the show? Or did he mail it in tonight, too, taking a rare opportunity to have a night off from um, the podcast? Let me see. Jay Corrado, 19. Yep, not seeing him. I think, I think everybody's taking a very well-deserved night off back in Philadelphia since they both, they, everybody works really, really hard on the show. But they can take the night off. We'll be thinking of them tonight when we're partying like it's 1999 again. And, of course, you can follow Vasu Bada Party. What is your Twitter, uh, Vasu? Uh, very simple. A lot of thought went into it. At V Party Sports. At V Party Sports. I like it. It sounds like, uh, like you put up, like, like set up hookers in Motel 6s in San Jose to, to trap no, NFL no, 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 players. the sports put that off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if it was just V Party, then I'd be like, ah. V but Party Sports. You can follow Vasu on Twitter. And, of course, at Miss Robin Austin and me at Tony Bruno Show. And don't forget Luigi Curto, 22, also. And our good buddy Nathaniel Dotson at Tutvid. See, I'm giving those guys love even though they're not here. I still give them love. And uh, Natalie Eganoff, too, who we'll yep. see again next week. 
uh, on the podcast. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody. Robin Carlin came by here from the Denver Post-TV, Mile High Sports, Boomer Esiason from CBS, Amy Trask, the former CEO of the Oakland Raiders, and, of course, uh, Jeremy Kraft, who is part of the, uh, the great Hunt Auction organization out there out of Exton, PA, having a big, big auction here with all this great NFL memorabilia Friday and Saturday, part of the NFL experience here on Radio Row in the Moscone Center in downtown San Francisco. In the meantime, be careful out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And uh, Miss Robin, we'll see you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be around. We'll see you on Periscope. We will also see you uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and anywhere else that we can electronically hook up when we can use uh, Vasu's great unlimited data so that we can sponge off of his Internet when we're using him as a... Uh, we use your... Uh, we, we, we tether to you, do we not? What do we call that? Hotspot. You hotspot. You used my hotspot. We used your hotspot, not your wet spot. Not our we wet spot, yeah. We don't want anything to do with that, whole boy. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch with you before Sunday. And then don't forget Sunday, the big Super Bowl party. We'll broadcast live from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. And that, of course, is 3 p.m. Now, one uh, it would be 4, 4. p.m. to 6 p.m. Half hour up till kickoff. What time? What time, Tony? Four. Four, four to six. Four to six. Yeah. Eastern time. One to three Pacific time. And then we'll be periscoping live from our Super Bowl party with all the beautiful women down at the Glass House. Check them out. Go to TonyBrunoShow.com. You can link to all the places, Glass House and everything else that we're doing. So be careful out there. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you very soon here on the Tony Bruno Show, live at Super Bowl 50. Analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates. At the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid October 5th while supplies last.